In the book of Ephesians chapter 5, we have the most important, the most intense section of all the scriptures on marriage. And uh, it's all related to how Christ uh, relates to his church. And we have been looking at this. We've looked at the role of the wife and the role of the husband. And we're still on the husband. And we, as we come to verse 28, we left off yesterday with this, these words. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. And he who loves his own wife loves himself. Verse 29, for no one ever hated his own flesh. So we see that if, if that's one of the standards we're given here of the love of a husband for the wife is how they love themselves. And since nobody has ever yet hated his own self, contrary to what much psychology tells us today, uh, as a result of that, you love your wife like you love you, and you're not going to have a great deal of problems in understanding how to love her. But he goes on to explain a little more. Here he says, he adds to this, and he says, but nourishes and cherishes it. So he says here concerning a, an individual man, he says a husband will not only love himself, but he also nourishes his body, he nourishes himself. I have no problem feeding myself. I kind of like it. I think most of you do too. Uh, we like to take care of nourishing and, and pampering and feeding and, and doing all we need to do for the body to function. And cherishing isn't very hard either. We, we may not always like what we do. Matter of fact, we might be very unhappy sometimes with the things that we do. But there's a, a fundamental cherishing going on. Uh, there's, there's a closeness. There, there is a, a sense in which we are considering ourselves cherished. And he says that uh, we are to do this with our wives. We are to nourish them. We are, as husbands, we are to look at, look at and look for ways in which we might build them up, that we might nourish them, especially in the things of the Lord and in life in general and in our love. And then we are to cherish them, that is to hold them precious and, and close to us. They are, they are not to be mishandled. They're not to be misused. They're not to be abused. Wives are to be loved and cherished. Uh, it's not going to be a difficult thing for most wives, if we go back to verse 22, to live in submission in a proper way, the proper way of doing that, to a husband who loves them as they love themselves, who, are, who is nourishing and cherishing them, who, who are looking to Christ as, a, as the ultimate standard of love as he gave himself for the church. When a husband is living like that, or even anywhere near that, uh, the wives aren't going to have all that much of a difficulty fulfilling their function as well. So it's interlaced. Husbands don't ever say, well, if my wife would be more respectful to me, then I would love her. No, that's not the point. The point is you. What is, what is your relationship before the Lord? And are you in obedience to him in relationship to your wife? And wives don't say, well, if he, if he was more loving and a better spiritual leader, then I would follow him. But until he is, I'm not doing it. That's not what the Lord calls us to do here. He says that we are, you are to submit and respect that husband, even if he's not living as he should. When both are fulfilling the role that God has given them, the injunctions God has given them here, then marriage can be a wonderful thing. It's what God planned for them. He goes on and says, just as Christ also does the church. So the ultimate standard is again Christ. And we know how he loves his church and how he nourishes the church and builds it up, and how precious the church is to him. Verse 30 says, because we are members of his body. And then he says in verse 31, quoting from the Old Testament, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother 
and shall be joined to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. So marriage ultimately is, is one fleshness. It's two people coming together as one. Uh, and, and the body of Christ is the same. The body of Christ is a unity. And he's been talking about that throughout this book. Uh, people coming from all kinds of backgrounds and cultures and, and ethnicity and so forth. And they're coming together as one body of Christ. So he puts that in right here in the middle of this discussion. We are members of his body. All of us are uh, whoever we might be. And we should recognize that. So just as there should be unity in marriage... Just as there's unity with Christ and his church, so there must be unity between the members of Christ's body because we are one body and we're wrapped around Jesus Christ, our head. We'll finish up our discussion tomorrow on marriage and you have a wonderful day in the Lord in the meanwhile.